and welcome to Money Chats with Bounce Financial. I'm Ben Brett. And I'm Cara Brett. And this is the podcast that helps young professionals who are navigating all the big financial transitions going on in their life without taking away from their lifestyle. So if that sounds like you, be sure to subscribe and check us out on Instagram at Bounce Financial. How are you today, Cara? I am amazing. I have a cup of coffee. So Yes. Well, I'm on second coffee now, so I'm pretty excited to be very buzzed to do this. Uh, today, we're going to talk a bit about a philosophy that we hold very dear to us and that we bring up with all of our clients when we're coming up with a financial plan. Um, This is a philosophy that even if you do not have a financial advisor, we think everyone should be, I guess, looking at their finances and their life in this way. Um, Do you want to go into a bit of detail about how how it is, Cara, or how we we explain it? Sure. So when we're talking to people um, around their goals and their life and their money, we tend to break it into three components current you, medium term you, and future you. And when we do that, we start to break down the specific goals for each person or each couple or whatever it is and direct money to each of those areas to match those goals. And it's going to become a little bit more obvious when we start describing that. But it's that's the, the starting base for all of the financial plans that we work with with people. Yeah. We find um, when people do financial plans for themselves, they might look at it sort of one-dimensionally. They might look at the one thing they want to achieve or the one thing that's causing them the most pain. Um, whereas for us, what we want to do is we want to map out their entire life, I guess. And so this is why we're looking at current you, medium-term you, and future you. So I think we might start by explaining what those are. Um, Cara, do you want to talk about current you and what that is? Sure. So current you is essentially how you're living your life right now. And when I discuss this with people, I'm talking about, you know, all the bills, all of the costs it it costs for you to live your life now. So as well as that, we're talking about things like, you know, the lifestyle stuff that you like, having coffees, going out for breakfast, going out for drinks. That's included as part of current you and is important. Um, And one additional thing I like to put in there is if you do have a home loan, we we typically have the idea that you would probably want to pay that off sooner. Um, And so usually we're putting a little bit of additional money towards that as well. Yeah. I think starting with current you, um, a lot of people think when they see a financial advisor we're just only going to talk about saving money for the future and saving money for the future is a really important part of a financial plan but it's also really important that you're living your life now we don't want a situation where you're saving all your money and you're going to live this great life in the future but you're really missing out now Um, so really making a plan for how much your life's going to cost to live to live the lifestyle you want and making sure we've got money set aside for that really makes a lot of sense and typically current you is actually where the majority of your money goes Uh, because life does cost a certain amount and more than most people think and that's okay for us it's about figuring out how much that is for any person it's completely different for everybody and making sure that they've got enough to live the life they want to live whilst taking care of the other areas which we'll discuss in a second yeah now we do have strategies on how we break these down and how we actually come up with plans for them but i think as part of this episode what we want to do is kind of talk about the high level uh concepts and how we come up with it and then we can drill down on them in future episodes so i think current you makes a lot of sense i think um, you know, people can understand putting money aside and budgeting for their current uh, you. Um, talk to me about medium term you. What are we trying to achieve with planning for medium term you? Medium term you is probably one of the biggest variables that changes for everybody. So, you know, depending on your age, but let's assume everybody's in their 30s and 40s, majority of people listening to this, we're really thinking about the potential big things that are not normal in your everyday life that could be coming up in the next 5, 10, 15 years, right? So not talking about retirement 
retirement, but talking about bigger things, bigger goals coming up in your life. So we'll give you some examples because these are very common for the types of people we talk to. You know, if you have children and you're considering private school for high school and that's coming up in 10 years, that is a big cost. That is a big goal. And so we need to be thinking about that in terms of medium term you and trying to achieve that. Other examples that come up are maybe starting a business. You know, that's something that, you know, you would be working towards as medium term. It could be taking a year off work to travel. Um, It could be doing a big renovation on the house. They're pretty common in that medium term you um, that is out of the ordinary. You're not necessarily going to be able to cover that with your normal current you goals and money set up, essentially. So that's where we talk about is that 5, 10, 15 year time period. Yeah, so I guess what we're trying to identify there is circumstances where you're going to need more money or perhaps you expect you're going to earn less money during that period. So it might be the case you're going to have children and there's a maternity leave periods and your income's going to halve. So when we're planning out medium term you, we're kind of identifying, well, where are you going to need additional money and how can we put money towards that? Um, the final one is future you. I might take that one just because I've asked you for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, future you is kind of, I imagine, what uh, is what I most people imagine it is. So we're talking a lot about retirement and sort of that really long-term you. Um, the thing is, too, when it comes to future you is we're not only talking about retirement where you can access your superannuation. So for a lot of our generation, you know, we don't want to work till we're 60, 65 years old. Um, we perhaps want to keep working for a long time, but we want to have the option to say reduce our hours to do something that's more rewarding to perhaps you know volunteer start a business or or pursue our passions so setting aside some money um, for future you not just in superannuation but maybe outside of superannuation is is really important and and coming with a plan of what you want your life to look like at that point Mm -hmm. Um, future you is obviously the one that's the furthest away and so it's the one that we've got the most time to sort of save for um, but we still need to start planning for it and how we're going to address it exactly so when we're talking about this concept, the idea is is that for most people, they need to consider that, and, and I'll, break, I'll break it down to a really basic concept, from every pay period, from every pay packet that comes into your bank account, money needs to be going to a, towards current you, medium term you, and future you. The, the amounts, the figures will be completely different based on how far away some of these things are, how much they are and how much you earn, and that's okay. There's no rule, there's no percentage that we work to, but it's just understanding that in order to take care of all of those components, you'll probably need to make sure money is going towards all of them from every pay packet. Yeah. You raised a really good point there about percentages. So um, a lot of people who we, we meet have read The Barefoot Investor or, or had some experience with The Barefoot Investor and familiar with the concept of buckets um, and these buckets do address sort of longer term goals but they are very percentage based there. Mm. 20% is for your future and that regardless of where you're at in your life or what's going on you know 20% is, is, is how much you're putting in or I actually can't remember the specific amount but um, what do you mean by it's not percentages it's specific for the person why don't we explain that a bit further so one and, and again we do deal with a lot of people who have read the barefoot investor and they usually have a pretty good start but the problem with the percentages are um, everyone's life costs something different. So your and I life as two professionals with no kids costs completely different to the lifestyle of a family with two kids, costs completely different to the single woman who you know lives in the city. 
and the earnings for all of those are completely different too. So if I was trying to set aside 20% savings or whatever the percentage was, maybe that's really unrealistic with my lifestyle and the cost of living for me. So for us, it's more about figuring out the dollar figures based on your situation. And if you can only save 2% of your income towards future you, but that's achievable and that's okay, Mm. then that's totally an okay thing to be working towards as opposed to trying to achieve 20% savings, as an example, and falling way short. And that's probably the biggest issue with percentages. Where this strategy falls down is when you start dipping into, say, medium term you or future you to pay for current you Mm -hmm. because you haven't quite worked out these figures. Once you start moving money between these three areas because it's not covering, it means that the plan's sort of falling apart. Um, So really working out what fits for you. Um, Interestingly, something that comes up quite a lot is, is yes, it's unique for every person, but it's also unique for where you are at in your life. So for a lot of our clients that are a bit younger, um, you know, they're they're perhaps going through maternity leave periods, they've just bought their first home, they probably don't have a whole lot to put towards future you. You know, their superannuation balance that their employer is paying is probably the max they can afford. And that's okay, Mm -hmm. because then they need to prioritize current you and medium term you but you know once the kids go to school and once they're back at work and they've got some additional money and then those those things need to change and that's I guess that's the fun of this job I really love coming up with plans for people and executing on them exactly and I say this to people all the time you're right when especially maternity leave probably one of the hardest periods of time people have to go through because their costs somewhat increase and the income in the household completely decreases so there will be times where you're not putting money toward towards medium and future you but the end goal is that eventually you want to be having money going towards those three places consistently over a long period of time. Um, And the aim is to always get there, even if there are little periods where you can't always be doing that. Mm. So when we're coming up with a plan where we're trying to address current you, medium term you and future you, where do we start? How do we go about it? Uh, Well, the first part for us is to figure out how much it costs to live your life now. Yes. And we do that by going through, uh, we've got a budget calculator that we, we figure out something called a life number. That's what we refer to it as. Yep. And it's not a budget per se. It's what does it cost to live your life? So yes, all of the mandatory non-discretionary expenses like your electricity, your mortgage, but also factoring in the additional costs like travel, uh, entertainment, gifts, Uh, ad hoc house expenses and really nailing down and understanding how much it costs to live your life so that when we're putting money towards current you, it's actually reflective of how you live your life. And ideally, that number is obviously going to be less than you earn. (laughs) Um, One thing, I I guess, you know, budgets are funny. When we talk about budgets, it's it's really seen as restriction. Budgets are about cutting money and and restricting. Whereas for us, we see a budget a bit like a business budget. And so we have a certain amount of money that we can apply. And how do we apply that in the best possible way? Um, So really by calculating, okay, well, this is how much your life actually costs to live. Then we get a sense of, okay, well, how much do we have left that we can split between medium term you and future you? Mm. And I'll probably just highlight something here because this comes up a lot we you know the majority of people that we work with um, are you know a professional couple might have two kids Mm. two young kids and a home loan it's pretty standard do you know the average cost of living just just everyday living plus a bit of entertainment and stuff 
For our clients, is anywhere between sort of 120 to 140 a year, mm. um, just just for the cost of living. And for some people, that really blows their mind. They they think that's absolutely outrageous. But when you break it down line by line, cost by cost, the average of 120 to 140 is is pretty standard for a, a professional couple living in a you know Brisbane or Melbourne or whatever in Australia. Yes, yeah, and you you know if you compare that to your salary, I mean it's easy to think about your salary in terms of your but for tax, so maybe you've negotiated a salary of a hundred grand. But it's important to remember that after tax, that's sort of seventy-ish grand. So mm-hmm. um, it's amazing how quickly that money sort of disappears. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've gone through the process of working out how much your life costs to live, and we've got a sense of how much we can put towards medium-term you and future you goals. Um, what do we sort of do there? What's the next step after that? Well, again, very dependent on the specific person, right? Yeah. So. If you are a fair way away from retirement, so as example, you're a 30-year-old person who's not looking to be accessing any retirement and superannuation for another 30 years. Firstly, we know that your employer contributions are going there, but you're probably still gonna need a little bit of extra. So it's almost understanding from there how much money we're gonna need in retirement and working backwards to figure Mm -hmm. out how much extra could be going to there. Yes but it's gonna be dependent on their situation, right? And the medium term side of it is really about what are your goals and how much are they gonna cost? Mm. So future is somewhat easy for us from a financial planning perspective. We're really interested in the medium term because the medium term you is the juicy fun goals. It's where we might be talking about investments. It's where we're talking about the giant caravan you wanna buy and travel around Australia. How much is that gonna cost? When is it gonna be? And what's the shortfall? What do we need to be planning for? Yeah, and what we do is we go through and we actually map out, look, what does this look like? And we'll, we'll do up a graph where we say year on year, okay, well, here's your money coming in, here's your money coming out, and here's what these changes look like. And by going through this exercise, and you know, you can do this on your own, going through this exercise and working out, okay, well, these are the goals I have over the next five, 10 years. Am I gonna have enough money to achieve them? It helps you start that conversation of, okay, well, is it the case that I can achieve them? If not, should I reduce my spending a little in current me to achieve those medium term goals? And it's that trade off that makes a good financial plan. You don't wanna just give up your lifestyle for no reason. You don't wanna give up your lifestyle with the hope that you'll just have lots of money in the future and everything's gonna be fine because it's very hard to stick to that. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got a goal, if you haven't got an incentive, it's very hard to stick to it. Whereas if you kind of do the mathematics and go, well, okay, if I reduce my spending by five grand a year, it means that in five years I can buy that caravan or we can do those renovations then it's far more motivating to be to, to really be focused on it exactly mm. and we're not ones to tell people to reduce their lifestyle expenses but we kind of have this saying is you can have anything you want mm. you just can't have everything at the exact same time yes so typically it's going to be a bit of a trade-off is I'll reduce a little bit here so I can have this later or I I don't necessarily want that as much. I'll wait longer, so therefore I'll have more money now. Yeah. It's personal choice. Yeah, and it's important to protect your lifestyle. Your lifestyle is really important. You know, I just uh, just bought my second coffee for today because I really like coffee and I don't want to give that up for anyone. Um, so you don't want to just give it up for the sake of giving it up. You don't want to cut your coffees or cut your meals out just for the sake of it. But if it was the case that in five or ten years I, I looked at it and I went, well, this is what I really want to achieve, then perhaps maybe it's worth reducing. And it's a decision that I've made. Exactly. Hmm. So from here then, how often do we actually review 
the current medium and future you set up for yes. people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a couple of times when, so what we're talking about, I guess, is the overall strategy of your entire life. So in the breakdown of current you, medium term you, future you, we might look at them a little more often and we perhaps talk about that in different episodes. But the overall strategy of your life, we probably should be reviewing it at least every six months at a minimum. 12 months is, is probably the longest you want to wait. Mm-hmm. But particularly during those younger years where lots is changing in your life. You know, for a lot of our clients who are in their 30s and 40s, even a month of time in their life, everything has completely changed. Jobs are changing. They are being promoted. You know, they're having the additional kids. There's just a lot, lot going on. So I think reviewing at least every six months. Um, that being said, I think there are some key things that come up in your life where you should review. So say, for example, um, a, a major, a big change happens in your life. Like you're going to buy a new house house, um, you want to renovate, um, perhaps you're about to have a child or, or you know, you, you, you're discussing whether you would like to have a child, those are, those are big times. Another one which is um, really relevant right now when we're film, uh, recording this is, you know, COVID. COVID is a great time to have reviewed your finances and go, okay, well, in times of crisis, is this, is this the right strategy? Is this working for me? Do I have enough set aside for medium term if, you know, the, the landscape is changing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, COVID's the perfect example, but there are other times of crisis. For example, if you lost a job or one of the family members lost a job, mm. um, sickness in the family that took away from being able to earn an income. These are all times of crisis where it's important to really look at this, the breakdown of current, medium and future you. And you might need to adjust it and change it in the short term. And that's totally okay. But just having an understanding of that is kind of what we're trying to talk about here is there's no right or wrong but if you're planning for all three over the long term you'll generally be okay yeah yeah life's going to change things are going to change and we just need to adjust our strategy but if you've got a strategy in the first place you're going to be in a much stronger position to just slightly adapt it rather than try to come up with a whole new strategy to address the crisis that might have come up mm-hmm. um we might talk a bit about i guess so we, we've talked about current you medium term you future you when we should be looking at this strategy and how often we should be reviewing it um how quickly should we be doing like when should we do this and I um, I mean, we should do it yesterday, essentially. <laughs> Look, I say this to a lot of people and it matters with so much, but time is the biggest asset we have here, right? So the earlier you start implementing systems and ways to manage your money, your finances, your goals that align with this, the easier it will be. Example before is if you're 30 years old and you literally have 30, 35 years to retirement, you only really need very small amounts to make a huge impact 30 years from now. But the longer we leave these things, the more it takes to actually get ahead. Mm. So for us, we every time we, we meet with people, we're like, let's get this train started ASAP. Let's start putting even really small amounts towards medium term you, even if it doesn't seem like it's going to amount to very much. Because over time it makes a huge difference but every time you wait five years ten years to start doing something it's just going to make it harder and harder for you yeah okay um I guess one thing I talk about a lot with people is um, the value of this, of going through this process. Like, what are the pitfalls of not doing this? So say, for example, you do, your usual process is just make sure you got a good budget and you're just trying to save for the future. What, what are some of the risks that you come across that you know can come up? 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll have to give some practical examples here because, again, bringing it back to some of our typical clients and a perfect example that comes up all the time is that people are thinking about private education for their kids, Yes. but it might be five, seven, ten years away and they're like, you know what, I'll deal with it then, I'll probably earn more money then and it will be fine. Now, pretty big expense, you know, even just in Brisbane, most private schools are somewhere around the fifteen to $20,000 a year per child. So if you've got two children both at private school and we're talking $40,000 a year, mm. um, if you don't actually plan a little bit for that, what we tend to find is people go down a few different routes. One is they might end up just having to borrow to do it. Yes. Which is super detrimental to their long-term plans. It stops all of the other plans they're looking at. Or they might choose the incorrect ways to go about it. Mm. Perfect example is so many people buy an investment property um, thinking that they're planning for medium-term you. But the problem is you can't sell a bedroom every time you need access to money. So it's probably not the best plan they've put in place for that medium-term you strategy. And it's going to hurt them in the long run. Yeah. So what do you mean by you can't sell a bedroom? Why don't you explain that a bit further? So, and we're probably getting a little bit into the weeds here, but medium term you typically tends to come with some form of investment component for, yes. a, for a lot of our clients. And that's because we're thinking about something pretty big here. We're going to need to set aside money. And ideally, if we can invest that for them to help it grow, that's a really good idea. But different investments and different sets of money, for example, will suit different goals. So... When you buy an investment property, the only way you can get money out of it is rental income or to sell the whole thing. Yes. Now, most people buy an investment property on borrowed money, so the rental income is being is just paying the interest on the home loan. So there's not really any physical money coming out of that property. If a lot of people, which they do, buy an investment property with the plan that that's going to help fund children's education, in order to unlock any of the money within that, they need to sell the whole property. So they might only need 20,000, but they need to sell a $500,000 property to get that. Mm. And that's what I mean by you can't just sell a bedroom. You can't just sell one bedroom, get 20,000 and leave the rest there. We need to sell the whole thing. So in that instance, from a medium term you perspective, it doesn't really suit what you're trying to achieve and would probably not align to the rest of your goals. Yeah, I see what you mean. We're dipping a little into the actual strategies behind it and this is where things do get a little bit exciting. Um, this is where I think people are a bit surprised at where financial advice fits in. You know, we, they think we're perhaps gonna talk about these hot investments and stuff, but really we wanna bring it up to this high level, this strategy. Um, I guess, yeah, the thing we're trying to capture here is that, um, having a plan on what you want to do with your life is is the first step before you start talking about these things because we are just finding a you know we will come across people who have been really diligent with their money they're, they're doing what they think are the right things but they're headed down a path that where they haven't quite considered medium term or future you and how they want to spend that money and it is working against them which is you never want to see people doing the right thing and trying hard and not getting the outcomes they want so um yeah that makes a lot of sense awesome um okay so i I think that sort of captures what we were we were trying to achieve there is there anything you want to add to this car 
no, we do a lot of information on this. We have a lot of like examples of how this works out there on Instagram and things like that. So feel free to check it out. Yes. So if people want to follow us on Instagram, where can they find us? They can find us at Bounce Financial. I love how I keep asking you this. Like, I don't know. It's it's definitely at Bounce Financial. <laughs> um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe as well. We are going to have uh, multiple podcasts coming out with various different professionals that you're going to need to be engaging at this time. So we've, we've lined up uh, chats with a mortgage broker. We've lined up chats with an accountant. Um, just talking about all the things that you're going to have to do as you transition through these, these big financial decisions in your life. Um, but other than that, I think we can probably uh, tie this one tie this one up see you next time awesome cheers bye